0: Hey guys, it's Mackenzie and Haley, and this is Real Talk About Feminism. Okay guys, so we are here with episode five. We got some feedback from one of our listeners and uh, they wanted us to talk about what to do if you've been sexually assaulted or raped, how you go about reporting that. So Haley is going to walk us through the steps of what to do. So take it away. Okay, you guys, so like Mackenzie said, we're just going to focus today on just the steps and how to report it. So it's going to be a pretty like cut and dry episode. We're just going to list the facts and all the steps. And um, so we're just going to get into that right now. Okay. So number one, first, once you recognize that you have been sexually assaulted or raped, you need to make sure that you're safe. And if you are not safe, then you need to call 911. But that's the number one thing. You just need to get somewhere safe. Maybe surround yourself by people that you trust and feel safe around, even if you don't want to tell them. You just need to be in a place where you feel comfortable and you do feel safe, and you're not anywhere near the person who sexually assaulted you. So that's going to be the first step. Okay. So just get somewhere safe. Um And then you need to go to the emergency room, anyone that's close to you. Is there anything you need to do before you go to the emergency room? Uh, Yeah, that's actually a really good question and that's super important. Um, So the most important thing is that after you've been sexually assaulted, you need to try as hard as you can to not shower, don't brush your teeth, don't brush your hair, don't change your clothes try and not do anything, even like going to the bathroom or eating, just try and not do anything to alter yourself from what you, what state you were in when you were sexually assaulted. And I know that this is going to be really hard because you're going to feel extremely dirty and you're just going to want to get everything off that was possibly touched by the assault or anything like that. And you're just going to want to, feel clean again. And one of the ways that you do that is by showering and just like getting all of that off of you, but you need to fight as much as you can to not do any of that because it's super important when you get to the hospital that you have all of that possible DNA on you still so that they can test that and they can put that away for evidence. Okay. So try not to shower or do anything like that. Um, so once you get to the ER, you are going to tell them that you have been sexually assaulted and don't worry. They won't tell anyone. They are legally not allowed to tell anyone. So that will just be, um, between you and them. And so you're going to tell them that you've been sexually assaulted. And then they're going to ask if you want a rape kit done. What exactly does a rape kit entail? So, First off, when you get there, they're just going to treat any immediate injuries that you might have. And if you don't have any, then they'll just move on. But they'll first just give you immediate medical care. Then they will ask you some questions that they normally ask when you go to the doctor. So like if you have any medications or you have any other health issues, Um, and then they'll ask you some details about the sexual assault just so that they can possibly locate any other areas of injury that might not be visible. And then they can treat those areas of injury. Then they're just going to do an exam of you head to toe and just make sure that everything is good. And if there's anything that looks like it needs medical attention, then they'll treat that as they're doing the exam. Um, But they'll just do it head to toe. Um, And then they will most likely do um, STD and STI testing. Um, They'll provide a plan B if you need that, um, to help prevent pregnancy and they'll just do a full exam and try and collect as much evidence as they can. So they'll take your clothes and they'll put them in bags. They'll swab areas that could possibly have the assaulter's DNA on it. Um, and so it does get very personal. They're very much like in your business. Like it's, You're gonna be very exposed, but the people who do these exams are, it's either gonna be a sexual assault nurse examiner or a sexual assault forensic examiner. And they are specially trained to perform these exams and still keep in mind that you've just gone through a very traumatic experience and they will do everything they can to make you feel as comfortable as possible. It's an uncomfortable thing. There's no way around it. But they will do everything they can to make you feel comfortable. They'll ask for your consent before everything. Um, So that should make you feel a lot better. So when you were assaulted, did you get a rape kit? Um, I did not. And the reason for that is that I just, I reported it to the police too late. So looking back on it now, I wish that I did because the, my assaulter did not have any formal charges pressed against him just because there was a lack of evidence. And I know that if I would have gone in to get the rape kit done, then there would have been plenty of evidence and he might be in jail right now, but because I didn't get the rape kit done, he's out there possibly assaulting other women. And so that's not to say that I'm not bringing myself down for any reason or bringing down any other woman who has not gone in and reported something that happened to them because it is scary. But I would say to anyone in the future, if anything ever happens to you, go get the rape kit done because it could save you. And like, I mean, it just, you get that evidence collected that you wouldn't have to prove that they assaulted you. And if you don't have that evidence, even if the police officers believe you, They legally, they just can't do anything. They can't put someone in jail when there's no evidence, even if they believe you. Because I know they believed me, but there was just no evidence because I didn't get it collected. Right. One of my biggest thoughts right now is how much would that cost? Does insurance cover that? Yeah. So that's a big concern. Obviously, healthcare is expensive in America, Um, but... The Violence Against Women Act requires that every state provide a sexual assault forensic exam, which is the rape kit. Um, it, every state is required to provide that free of charge. Um, and if you are charged for the exam, you should contact your local sexual assault service provider. And I, we will put the link for that in the Instagram, oh, through this website, rain.org. Um, They have a ton of resources, but they have the list of all of the local sexual assault service providers. So if you are charged for getting a rape kit done, you should not be, and then they will fight for you and get it so that you don't have to pay anything because legally you should not be charged for the exam. That's really cool because unfortunately that would be something that holds people back from reporting it because it's a lot and you just don't know how much it's going to be. So that's really cool. Especially in the ER, because just going to the ER in general is so expensive. Right. Yeah, so definitely very cool. And it's very supportive and supporting people to report. Um, one other thing about the rape kit is they will collect all of this evidence, but they won't do anything with it unless you decide to report it to the police. Okay. So they'll collect it all, but until you say, yes, I want to I report it, then they'll hand it over to the police, but they will not do that without your consent. Unless you're a minor. And that's pretty much like the only special circumstance. If, if If you're a minor, then they might be required to, but if you're not, then you get to make that decision. So after you have gotten all of the evidence collected at the hospital, next step is to talk to the police. And you need to go in and you just go to the front desk. You tell them that you need to report a sexual assault. They'll have you write down your demographic information and then write down your statement of what happened. And then an officer will call you back. They'll get a more detailed statement from you. And then they will discuss if you want to press charges or really what you want to do. They won't do anything unless you want them to. So they'll kind of get an idea of what you want to do And then from there, they'll just take it wherever you want to take it. When you went to talk to the police, what was your experience like? Was it exactly like you just explained? Was it different? Yeah, so like the logistical stuff, it was exactly like that. I wrote down my statement. They called me back. They asked me more questions. Um, But my, my case was a little different because I was really scared. And so I originally did not want to press charges because I was scared of possibly getting the guy kicked out of school because we go to a private Christian school. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, no, I don't want to take it that far. So I just told them I wanted to report it, but not press charges. I just wanted it on their radar in case it happened to another woman. And then a few days later they got back to me and told me that another girl earlier that summer had also reported it um, reported the same guy for actually assaulting her. But she did the same thing that I initially wanted to do. She didn't want to press charges. She just wanted the report to be out there so that if it happened to another woman, then she would press charges. And so in that moment, I felt like for to give back power to me and to this other girl who had been assaulted by the same guy, I felt like I needed to press charges. And so then we went down that route. But again, like I said, they won't do anything unless you want them to. And so the police officer called me and he was like, hey, his name came up on someone else. He sexually assaulted her too. What do you want to do? He was like, you can choose to press charges or you can choose to just keep it on the record. So I really liked that because even with reporting a crime, because it is a crime, they were still asking for my consent, like through the whole thing, Mm -hmm. which is really important. Um, they didn't do anything that I didn't want to do. So at that point I attempted to press charges, but I didn't have the evidence that I needed because I didn't go and get the rape kit done in time. Um, and any drug tests, it was already past that point. So they couldn't test for the, those drugs in my system. Um, and so unfortunately it was one of those cases that kind of just had to be let go because there wasn't enough evidence. They did everything that they could. Um, but at the end, all I could do was just get a restraining order, but even just having a restraining order and not having any formal charges pressed against him makes me feel like I did get the power back because Mm -hmm. that will go on his record. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully it protects other women, um, against him. Hopefully he doesn't have the courage to try that with anyone else. But unfortunately, when somebody does it once and gets away with it, the chances of them doing it more goes up. So I think the most important thing is just doing whatever you can um, and just not backing down because what they did to you was wrong and you will never be in the wrong for that. And so you need to come at them with everything you can and try and do everything you can so that you can get that power back. Yeah, I'm glad you fought back. And I'm glad that you decided to press charges because he obviously thought that it was a good idea to try and assault another woman after the first girl. And who knows, he might try again. I hope not. But it's good that you fought back. And hopefully, um, somebody listening is inspired by your story. If something happens to you, if you don't want to report it for yourself think about other women that possibly it could have happened to from the same person and maybe you reporting it their name will come up in the police records already and it will make your story much more believable because someone else has already reported it right it's really important after um, you've been sexually assaulted or raped to take care of yourself and to seek recovery And that looks different for everybody, but a lot of women have PTSD and anxiety after. Um, Some even have major depression, thoughts of suicide. So it's important to get help. Um, Like Haley mentioned on our Instagram, we have a few resources um, in the the story highlights. And she also referenced the Rape Abuse and Incest National Network, abbreviated as RAINN. And they have trained staff who will help direct you to local health facilities and other resources for um, sexual assault survivors and victims. So um, along with getting help and talking to someone, practicing self-care, going to therapy, even support groups so that you know you're not alone, those um, have helped a lot of women. Yeah, for sure. Super helpful. And that website, Rain, is super helpful. They have so many resources and they have everything listed out in so much detail of exactly what will happen if you go to the hospital and report this or if you go to the police station. And so I think that's really helpful because I like to see things listed out for me. That's just how I am. So that makes me feel a lot better seeing, okay, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is what I can expect. Um, so yeah, those are some great resources. And like Mackenzie said, Um, go to the Instagram at Real Talk About Feminism. And we have all of those resources listed on there. Um, And that's what we have today, you guys. So as always, if you ever need anything, you need support, you need help figuring out how to report something, or you just want someone to listen to you and you just want to share your story with someone, then do not hesitate to reach out to us on the Instagram. And we will be posting resources and different little pick-me-ups throughout the week. So it's a great little account to follow uh, because it is super empowering and we're all about empowerment. Like Haley said, keep checking up on our Instagram page. We'll be posting resources. Um, Our feminist highlights are on there. Just little pick-me-ups for the week. So check out the Instagram. Again, it's at Real Talk About Feminism. And just a heads up for next week, we will not be posting an episode, but the week after that, we'll get right back into the groove of things. I will be on spring break. And so unfortunately, my trip is so packed, that I just won't have time to record, but we'll pick back up next week. Where are you going? Um, so I'm actually so excited. I am going to, I'm taking a little road trip to Portland. And then one of the days we're going up to Seattle. So if you guys have any little tips on what places we should hit up when we're there in Portland or in Seattle, then totally DM us because I'm making our whole itinerary right now and I like planning things. So if you think I should add anything to the itinerary, totally DM us because I would appreciate the tips. If you're in Seattle, you can go to the Grey's Anatomy house. Oh, wait, you haven't started it okay <laughs> you know what I will I'll go to the Grey's Anatomy house just for you even though I won't understand anything about it I'll just please listen. please I will <laughs> okay you guys so we will pick back up not next week but the week after and we'll keep posting on Instagram and as always feel free to reach out to us if you need anything and we will see you guys in two weeks bye have a good week